Blog Talk Radio. Co-host Jay Logan will be on shortly. Today we have Tara Renee of the African American Women in Cinema Film Festival in New York City. Have an amazing show for you today, and we look forward to having you get started with us. And we're going to start off right away while we wait for our famous Mr. Jay Logan to get on. We're going to uh, talk about a few newsworthy items. So as you know, today we are um, in the process of doing quite a few things at Listen Give and have been over the last year. So um, I really want to say thank you to all of you who supported us and were and still working with us as we are a work in progress. Okay. One of the things you know I would love to discuss with you guys today is while we're waiting for our co-host is. Something that recently happened in Denver, Colorado, and one of the things that recently happened in Denver, Colorado, is that there was an increase in tax that was looking to help students and and overhaul the school in poorer areas. Now, Colorado has had an influx of people moving into it lately. You know, um, it also now has marijuana is legal. You know, uh, craft beer abounds. Same-sex couples can get civil unions. Now, with that happening, these are also the kinds of people who do not want to pay a lot in taxes, you know, increased taxes, which you can understand with the way the work situation has been over the last couple of years. So, you know, one of the things we want to take a look at is why would you not, you know, I understand it, they didn't want to increase taxes much. It was from 4.9%, I believe, to 5%. Now, why, oh, Jay Logan is on, so he can have a quick conversation with us about this. Jay, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing okay. That's great, Jay. Well, one of the things, Jay, is I was just on the, talking with our audience about the fact that Denver, Colorado, wanted to increase their taxes to actually overhaul the school system in poorer areas, okay, even as well as in wealthier areas. And the fact that, um, you know, now marijuana is is um, legal there and the fact that same-sex couples can now have a civil union there and craft beer abounds there as well. You know, um, and the fact that, you know, people who are very down-to-earth like that don't want to increase taxes, and you can understand that with the way the economics has been. But the important thing about this, okay, is that in order for the school system to be in a better situation, Okay, we you know we need to get the money from somewhere, and so you know since we don't know anything about the accounting of states, you know I just wanted to know what your thought process is about this until we wait for Miss Tara Renee to be involved. Uh, it's very interesting. Um, you know, it, it rounds out to be like maybe one hundred and thirty to one hundred and fifty dollars per month, month for each uh, Colorado, and. Um, those people, you get what you pay for. You can't ask for a healthy school system 
if you don't invest. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. I know Colorado is always a cool state, and they try to keep their you know taxes down, and and that's a great thing there. But at the same time, if you want to educate your youth, you're going to have to pay. And apparently, they decided uh, that. Wow. Well, you know, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's 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 very concerning. And, you know, because we don't know where to get things from at this point in time. You know, we really don't. Now, there was one more piece of news that we were going to wait to discuss with you, but, you know, with our audience here, but I think it would be really a good idea, because I think it's actually funny, Jay, that a man found his motorcycle after, what, what is it, 46 years? Yes. Am I correct? Yes, you're correct. 26 years. Jay, you know, um, we need for our audience to really hear you. And you know we want to hear that amazing voice of yours. Can you can you raise that really great, amazing voice up so that we can hear you really good? Yes. We, we can't hear you that well. Yes, uh, we, we hear that voice from San Francisco. Yeah, it sounds great. Okay. Okay. It's amazing. So, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, my God. <laughs> See, you know, and then he said he's going to say, I think he said he's going to say it's back after X amount of years when he gets the bike back. It was on its way to Japan. Can you believe that? And he said yeah, he's going to, uh, somebody had what? Somebody had sold it overseas. Yes, it was on its way to Japan. And, um, this is the one time he said, um, thank God for, um, for, for our security tasks, you know. Um, they were able to confiscate it and get it back, and somebody was paying attention, and they found out that it was stolen goods. You know, and, and I want to just put a word out there to our youth. You know, youth, sometimes you may think being very detailed when you're on any job is not important, but I just want to let you guys know it is extremely important. Am I right, Jay? Because here's someone who was one of the customs agents, who was able, by doing his job in great detail, was able to find something that was at one point worth only $300. Now it's worth $9,000. Wow. <laughs> so, well, you know, Jay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you. I don't want, we want to hear that. We want to, because I know you have a joke. Homeland Security, this is big up to you guys. <laughs> Well, Jay, we need you to come back a little clearer because we ha- we need to hear that amazing voice. And 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 let me know if I'm not clear as well, Mister uh, Mister Logan. Well, Mister Homeland, Se- Homeland Homeland Security, big ups to you guys. Thank you. We we got that great voice. So, okay. um, and, and 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 audience members, please let us know, and Jay, let me know, and I'll let you know if our voices are not clear because. Sometimes with technical difficulties, you know how it can be. Well, you know, Jay, we're glad to welcome a very special guest today on Listen Give Today. Her name is Tara Renee, who is bridging the gap between novice and experienced filmmakers through AAWIC, the African American Women in Cinema Film Festival, now in its 16th year. Are you ready for our guest, Jay? Yes, I am very ready. This is great. Okay. Well, we're going to bring her on. Right this moment. Yes, let's bring on. Yeah, Miss Tara, Renee, how are you? Yes, yes, 
I'm good. How are you, Gail? <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Please meet Mr. J. Logan here. Welcome, Hi, Sarah. Mr. Logan. Welcome. Thank you. Heard a lot of wonderful things about you. It's a pleasure to meet you. Same, thanks to you. Well, you know what, she, Jay? She's really lying. We didn't really want to tell the whole <laughs> truth. So <laughs> Tara's just trying to be very, very polite right now because we didn't want to tell her, you know, that you, um, you know, about a few things about you. But we'll we'll tell the audience and Tara at the end of the show. What do you think? <laughs> Uh, well, welcome, Tara. You know, how are you today? I'm doing great. You know, it's a wonderful Thursday, even though it's raining outside. But uh, because we are moving forward with the festival, it's, it feels like sunshine. So, really doing very well. Well, Tara, just want to share with you we're going to that we're going to ask you a series of questions so our audience mm-hmm. members really get a sense of you and your entrepreneurial you know journey. So. Don't give mm-hmm. out too much information because then we won't have the fun stuff at the end, okay? <laughs> so, okay. So we have a lot of questions for you because we really want the, the, the youth in our audience as well as just, you know, adults in filmmaking and entrepreneurship to get really a sense of, you know, what life is like being right there on, you know, right there on the road and moving forward in the path that you are, okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Tara, we... We're sharing with our audience the unique offering you provide the arts community. So we're going to get right mm-hmm. into the interview now. Is that okay with you? Mm-hmm. That's fine. So we'd like to know, where did you form your interest in film? Was it as a young girl or did it start yet later in life? That's a good question. Um, you know, a little bit of both. Uh, I remember going to the movie theater, watching a the English version of uh, Scrooge, and um, and then later in life, um, I really developed a sense of wanting to know more about filmmaking and uh, just whole entertainment uh, at large. Hmm. Um, I'd like to know, Tara, what kind of films were you interested in as a child? Like, what was your thing? Oh, wow. Uh, well, you know, I watched a lot of um, old stuff. My parents were pretty old school. <laughs> so I didn't watch a lot of crazy things like, you know, the exorcist, things like of that nature, but it was really like wholesome family-type movies, uh, basically that's what we saw. But mainly, too, a lot of things on television, a lot of old shows like The Little Rascals, Leave it to Beaver, things of that nature, uh, the Waltons, and then eventually graduating to other uh, sitcoms. But uh, old Christmas films, Citizen Kane, a lot of black and white films, The Raisin in the Sun. Raisin in the Sun was one of my favorite favorite mm-hmm. films. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really interesting. Raisin in the Sun would be, you know, it's funny because you're talking about these old films that, you know, Jay and I were too young to know, you know, because, of course, we're much younger. <laughs> so, you sure you didn't watch uh, Moses' okay. The Ten Commandments? I thought you watched The Ten Commandments. Yeah, you... <laughs> uh, that's not fair, Yeah, I remember watching oh. The Ten Commandments, too. That's correct. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, one thing that I'd love to ask you is, at one point in your life, did you begin working in the film industry, like really physically working in it? 
Uh, like maybe, mm, I want to say about five years uh, after I got out of college, uh, I did an internship at Universal Pictures. And uh, prior to that, now, I took now a Sarah, of Sarah we don't want you to we don't uh-huh. we don't want you to tell too much because we've got some fun questions about that at towards the end. So okay. we don't okay. want you, we don't want you to tell right, too so much. Leave it at that. <laughs> yes, that's that. because we don't we don't want to give away everything. Then Jay and I won't have okay. any fun asking. So I think Jay, you have another question for her. Yeah, I do. Okay, so now Tara, now I know you're an entrepreneur. But before mm-hmm. that, what types of jobs did you have so our audience can understand your journey leading up to entrepreneurship? Oh, yeah, right. That's a good, good question. You know, it was interesting. Um, I worked at an insurance company, um, was at an advertising agency, and it's amazing because even though I was in those types of roles, I always ended up like, right up under the leader. So in some sort of a leadership position. And um, I remember even early, early on taking a telemarketing position as well as uh, an operator, So, which was very interesting. And I see how all of that played such a major role in, in my life and being an entrepreneur as, uh, to this day. Hmm, that's very interesting. So is that, is that to say that, when you were in um, grade school, you were always like the teacher's pet. Maybe you bought the apple, and when you were in no, you know that that <laughs> no, I was always <laughs> what interesting. I was not the teacher's pet. Uh, I certainly, you know, I was always um, had a lot of favor. Uh, okay, but it was what I did. Uh, my writing uh, really drew the attention to of my teacher. Wow! 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 So, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, I like one of the things I'd like to know is when you first started working as an entrepreneur, was it in film and did you have a plan as an entrepreneur? Like did you you know, did you know what your plan was going to be? Um, when I first started working in film, no, I did not know because oh, no, it no, no. all when, hit when, me. When you first started working as an entrepreneur, was it in film? Right. And did you and did you did right. you have yes. a plan as an entrepreneur? Yes, I, I understood your question. The answer was yes, it was in film, and no, I didn't have a plan because it all came all of a sudden. It was like an epiphany when it happened to me, <laughs> uh, and so I just kind of ran with it, you know. And uh, so anyway, so that's the answer. Wow, I mean, and when you say it was an epiphany, can you just tell us in the audience a little bit more of like what was, that was for you? What was that like for you? Where were you and what happened? And you know, how did sure. you get started moving forward in it? Well, what happened was I got called by a casting director at the time. She was really hot. Uh, Warner Brothers was uh, shooting a major motion picture, and they wanted a uh, African American woman who was a uh, who was tall, not a size zero, for under five role. And I decided to show up at the audition site and open the door and saw about a thousand women just like me. And I was in shock that, you know, so many uh, people, women, were going for a role and it was not even a major role. So that's when I had the epiphany, like, oh, jobs need to be created. Uh, What can I do at this point? And uh, it started, uh, it hit me to write, write a screenplay 
and the whole purpose was to hire, was to create jobs. And so that started the ball rolling. Wow. That's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I like to know, like, after you start working for um, um, the insurance company, I don't know, you know who it was, call the good neighbors, whoever's there, what did you do in between that time? Before, you know, after you decided, I do not want to take this 9 to 5 anymore, and I have this dream. What was your experience between the dream and leaving the corporate atmosphere? Well, I was very young, very young, Logan. Um, so it was, I, my dream wasn't really, didn't really manifest in my head yet. I was just excited about being there at the insurance company. And I was becoming popular, you know, so it didn't hit me yet until later when I went to the advertising company and it really began to hit me. And uh, just, you know, a point, it got to a point where I had to take that leap of faith and just go forward. Wow. You know, you know, it's so funny, Jay and Tara. We talk about going forward, you know, and mm-hmm. I know each of us on this call, you know, Jay being, you know, you being a producer, Jay, and Tara, you know, you being in corporate as well, you know, a lot of people don't understand being a producer, you know, you and Jay are producers in two different ways. You're a producer in mm-hmm. film, and Jay is a producer in music, you know, and actually this mm-hmm. is a question um, I would have for both of you. You know, um, Jay, you've been in, you know, producing for many, many years. And, um, Tara, you're now in your 16th year, you know. Mm-hmm. And, from the, and from the infancy stages for both of you till now, what has it been like to be as an entrepreneur to, to, you know, to be an entrepreneur, build a festival? And, and, Jay, for you to build your music career, I mean, I'd like to hear both of you kind of talk about that together with each other. Like, what was that like for both of you? Well, the thing of it is, it's like I believe once you walk into your divine calling, doors begin to open, you know, uh, certainly not without a struggle. And uh, as I begin to put one foot in front of the other, just opportunities begin to manifest itself, and uh, I was able to... Uh, utilize these opportunities to continue to build on the vision uh, that's put in me. So it's been a very interesting journey because it was it's all seasonal. There's been seasons where everything is uh, wonderful, you know, resources in abundance, and then there's seasons where it's just very, very lean. And I come to find that that's part of the process. And uh, I do believe you do reach that utopian plateau, but until you get there, you're going to experience these levels of highs and lows and different types of people, uh, different types of personalities, and uh, you just have to be, uh, it's certainly a calling. Certainly, I think that that's why I encourage people who feel so strongly about this industry, I encourage them to go forward because they've been called. I don't think uh, it's for anyone to just jump up and do it, but um, it's certainly a calling. And, and, and uh, Jay, would you also second that, being that you're on the other side of it in the music? Like, 
what has been, you know, your overall journey to sum it up for yourself as well from its infancy stages until now? Well, I, I agree with Tara a lot. A lot of things are calling. And from the infancy stage, you know, if you just believe in what you're doing and you work hard, mm-hmm. you huff and mm-hmm. puff and blow the house down, you can do anything <laughs> you want to do in life. And that, that's basically that's what it is. It's like you kind of you just say, hey, you know, and Gail, you've said this to me a lot, you know, just believe in yourself, keep pushing, and don't let anybody discourage you. And just keep going and, and, and mm-hmm. use all your might. Because a lot of people, they don't use all their might. Mm-hmm. They just say, oh, I just do it for a year. It didn't work. And they move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Or they give up because they were discouraged by a friend. But just don't get mm-hmm. discouraged and just keep on pounding and trusting that person up there in the sky, person, <laughs> God. And That's then, it. You, 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 you'll be able to do it, no matter what it is, because everybody's gifted and mm-hmm. everybody has a calling. And, you know, just like mm-hmm. you tell me, Joe, you always say, keep pushing. Well, you know, one thing, mm. and I want to just remind our audience on something, because this is a, this is a very important thing I want to bring in. You know, sometimes there's something that we often, often forget, and that is that, um, when, you know, as a consultant myself who is a music, film, nonprofit, Fortune 500, you know, going across the gamut, being in business and on the creative side, and I know Tara and, and Jay, you've been on both sides as well, there's something that we have to look at because whether it's a different country, it's not dependent upon ethnicity. It's depending upon economic levels. Because if you are the rich, uh, if you come from a family that's a billionaire or millionaire status, that family may have it mm-hmm. set up. They want you to be a lawyer, a doctor, an you know yeah. an astronaut, an engineer, or whatever the case is. And you tell them, oh, I want to go into the creative field. A lot of doctors are closet musicians. Um, mm. As an mm-hmm. example, a lot mm-hmm. of um, executive producers who run the film companies are closet filmmakers who want to make small films. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. the thing mm-hmm. that we have to look at is it, which community you're in, you know, strive for what you want. You know, the, the executive who's a billionaire can just place their son in the right position, okay? But then they find out at some point that, if you know, in order to have meat in the arts, you have to have self-expression, okay? Yes. And, I think, and even as a consultant myself, the one thing that I think is clear about any entrepreneurial journey, uh, whether it's a music producer, a film producer, whether it's like Jay has been, you know, on the other side where he's had to manage producers or go into that on the business side or you've worked in the insurance company or I've worked in advertising like I have, there's one thing you have to remember. I know all of our audience members here is always go for it. You can do it. You can do it. But that's not what we're saying, audience members. We're saying that what Tara mm-hmm. has said and Jay has said is, Putting one foot in front of the other means that regardless of the circumstances, even if you have the money you want, money cannot make a, a movie show upright. It cannot make a movie be received by a global audience correctly. So you, you have to understand that you have to be true to yourself in what you do and your art and also take in the feedback from the public of what they're giving you. And... In some cases, if you're not caring about the public and you want a niche audience of any kind, then that's okay, mm-hmm. too. But you have to understand that um, 
art is not a struggle. And I think a lot of young people and older people who start getting into the arts think that it's supposed to be a struggle, even from a wealthy view, which is why they don't want their children to go into the arts. If mm-hmm. you look at that as you're not going to make enough money. So you have, in this day and age with on, online and crowdfunding and all the things that are available, you can generate an income where you can take care of your families. But you, I would say in our cases, we didn't go out there with a plan, but we also, Jay and Tara here and myself, had the background to go for what we wanted and, and, and realize our dreams because along the way we did develop a plan. And that plan came with understanding things as we took our feet and would dip into what it is that we were interested in. So mm-hmm. just want to remember, for all of you out there to remember that, you know, Tara didn't just do this right away, you know, in 16 years. It didn't just happen in the 15 years. She's where she is now. She had to go through the 15 before that to get to that point. That's correct. You know, so I think that this is very, very important that we realize that, you know, um, you know, Tara. Before we go on to the next question, is there anything else you want to say about that? No, I think you're absolutely right. Um, and it has, you know, um, when you start moving forward and and uh, doors begin to open, it's like you don't have enough time. <laughs> you don't have enough time to try to do um, try to do everything. But you know, it, it is rewarding. And both what you and uh, Mr. Logan have said, it is very vitally important, very vitally important. And on that note, I believe Jay has, we have, we're going right into Jay's next question. Yeah, Terry, I'm, I'm curious on what type of film do you include in the festival? And how does one submit their film to your festival? And the timetable uh, seems to be to your festival for consideration. We have a uh, call for submissions that we do every year, which has which have now ended uh, ended at the end of October. And uh, the types of films that we screen are it's a variety variety of subject matter, variety of format, meaning documentaries or narratives or animations. Uh, it could be shorts or features. So that's what we screen, and they're made by women from around the world. So that's what we screen. Mm-hmm. What's the timetable? I'm sorry, Taylor. I'm sorry, the title? And what's the timetable that it needs to be into you before for consideration? What's the, the by timetable? The, by the end of October. By the end of okay. October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, and so my question is, I heard her say something, Jay. It's funny because... Um, uh, my question to the global audience for me, and, and when I say it says global audience, I don't mean like reading on paper. It just brings me to that, that thought of global audience. You know, all that you're saying, African-American women in cinema, which is an amazing title, by the way, Tara. Um, you're saying Thank that you. your, no, your films come from all over the, you know, women from all over the world. I'd like That's to know correct. you, what does film mean to you, Tara? to the global audience? Film means to me uh, a powerful medium in which creative people can communicate their stories or what they see in life to a global audience. And it's a safe 
uh, entity that people can watch. It's like looking inside of a window and uh, seeing what will take place. So I, I love the I love the art of film. Like I said, it's a powerful medium. And, uh, and in particular, I mean, I love all filmmakers. But one of the things that draw me to female filmmakers is their intuitive and their intuition in their filmmaking. And uh, they seem to tell just a little depth, a deeper form of a story, one film. Now, I have to ask, Jay, I just want to ask one quick question before you go into your next question. Does that mean that you don't include male filmmakers? No, we actually if we actually screened a film that was directed by a man, by male, but the focus is mainly on women in the key top, what they call above-the-line position. Above-the-line positions are writing, directing, or producing, or okay. even starring. Yeah. Okay. Mhm. So Jay, I know you had another you in- question. Yeah, I was wondering, do you involve young, uh, do, you, do you involve youth, some of the young women in filmmaking? Oh, yes. Yes. Now, as a matter of fact, this film, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh. And, so, and I also want to know, how do they become part of the festival, the young youth, the youth? Well, we have a uh, youth division. This year, we're partnering up with an organization called DCTV, which stands for Downtown Community Television. They've been in existence since the 80s, won tons of Emmys. They actually have a program for young filmmakers, and we partner with them to do a segment in which we screen their work. And I have to tell you, they are extremely talented, and we're very proud of them. So we're looking forward to doing it this year, and um, that actually will be on the last day of the festival. Wow. Wow. Jay, did you have another one before I go on? I just wanted to ask a little bit about do you get heavily involved with some of the young women, some of the young feminine mm-hmm. women? Is it hands-on for you? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Because I, I like to make sure every eye is dotted, every T is crossed. Um, you know, it's just because it's so, I'm so passionate about it. And uh, I'm involved in every aspect of the execution of it. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the the next one I the next question I have for you is, you know, there is YouTube, Vimeo, and many other video platforms out there who are supporting filmmakers to show their shorts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you do you mm-hmm. think this is a good plat? Do you think this is a good platform? YouTube, yes. It, it, you know, that well, was online like video. I mean, I uh-huh. don't interrupt you, Tara, but I mean online video in general. Do you think it's a good platform for filmmakers? I do. It gives it's another form of distribution. Back in the early nineties, late eighties, you know, there was no outlet for filmmakers independently to uh really get their works out unless it was done through a studio or some form of distribution. Major distribution, cable, D V D and now this is the way that they can do it for free. And just tell their friends and and what I love about it is they get enough hits they can possibly get some advertising dollars behind them. So it's really good. As, a, as an entrepreneur, Tara, I want to ask you something, Tara. 
What breakthroughs and breakdowns have you encountered? With breakthroughs and breakdowns? Yes. Ups and downs. Which breakthroughs and breakdowns have you encountered as an entrepreneur? Oh, gosh. <laughs> the litany of things. I don't even know if I have time to say it all. Um, well, just just give us one good one. <laughs> well, when I got an opportunity to uh, go to Africa, that was a breakthrough. A breakdown was when I didn't realize um, how I was going to execute the festival. And then we got some uh, support at the last second. So I can position it that way. <laughs> okay. Jay, did you have another question? I, I hear a burning question in there. Well, I want to feel like, that, feel like the, the breakdown became a breakthrough at the end, but it was like, was it like the last final hour and then all of a sudden it's just a miracle showed up and boom, you were able to put the festival on? Is that how that happened? That's exactly how it happened. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's exactly you know, how it happened. You know, Jay, with that question you just asked, I have an interesting question as well based on that one. How does how would you say monetary investment plays into being an entrepreneur, do you think, Sarah? That's a good question. Um, monetary investment. I need some time to think about that a little bit, a little bit more. That's an excellent question. Well, you know, maybe said another way, how do you think monetary investment plays into being an entrepreneur overall, just in general? I'm a huge, a huge uh, contribution. It's a big, big... Uh, well, we're losing you, um, Tara. We didn't hear you. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it plays a major role. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry because I, I uh, at the same time, I have a meeting that's getting ready to take place, so forgive me. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. We just wanted to know. Yes, we, we'll, we'll only have you on for a few more minutes and we'll be, we'll be through. Sorry for that. Okay. That's okay. No problem. Um, so we... We were talking about monetary investment and how that plays. How does monetary investment, do you feel, play into being an entrepreneur? A major, a major, major role. I mean, a big monetary investment needs to be a part of the entrepreneurial role and path because without that, it's hard to – you can move, but it will take you to where you need to be. How do you freedom to continue to build? Mm, okay. Okay. And and for you just what does monetary investment look like for you? Like, you know, if you're Financial investing dollars. in your thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dollars. Monetary. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay, I think you had a question because I know that she has to go. What what advice do you give new film makers who want their work shown? I tell them, I encourage them to keep going, to get all the information that they can, get all the education, be clear about what it is that they want to do, and be around the right people, people who want to support them and not destroy them. Oh, wow. Wow, that's, that's powerful. 
Um, <laughs> that's an a lot in itself. Did you have another one by that day? <laughs> You have to come back for that one because that's a deep. That's some good advice okay. there. You just have time to finish it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Tara, I have one. Uh, we have two last questions, and that is, you know, what you know, we are, you've already told us film is a form of self-expression, but I want to know what Tara film means to you as a form of self-expression for the filmmaker and the viewer. <laughs> Uh, what does film mean to you, Tara, as a form of self-expression for the filmmaker and the viewer? Wow, the question. We're we're losing you again, uh, Tara. Okay. Um, there we are. We have you. Okay. Okay. Hello. Hello. Audience, we're going to bring her back. Yes, we can. We okay. have you now. Okay. So, what, what does it mean? It's, go ahead. Mm-hmm. For, the, for the film, what does the, what does film mean to you in the form of self-expression for the filmmaker and the viewer? It's, uh, and I don't think I can answer that in one word or even one sentence. Um, I can just say it's very important to me. And um, it's a powerful tool that certainly needs to be need to continually be utilized. Okay. And the last question we have for you, my dear, is what charity or cause are you most passionate about or support? I'm definitely passionate about young kids in the arts and also cancer organizations. Okay, well, we we thank you for that. And is there any particular organization that you'd like to mention that you're passionate about so, so that our audience is aware and tell them where they can find you before you leave, Tara? Yes, uh, Bras for Hope Coalition, and they're online, uh, brasforhope.org, uh, and you can certainly visit them. And uh, that's just certainly, and also the Black Filmmakers Foundation. So I'm passionate okay. about these organizations. Mm-hmm. And where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at aawic.org. Okay. Well, Tara, thank you for being on our show today. And, you know, can we have you back sometime next year? Absolutely. Be happy to come. Okay. Yeah, because I, I would like to know about these. I would, I would you like, like to know, know about, about what? These people to stay away from next year, you know, that they will destroy you. I want to get into that a little more, what you meant. That was a good uh. answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe, you know, maybe we can have Tara on before the end of the year, you know, so that would be great. What were you about to say, Tara? I'm sorry, this connection is so bad. No, no, no. I was just saying thank you very much for the opportunity. I really appreciate you both. You've been wonderful. You asked excellent questions, and I appreciate it. Oh, no problem, and thank you for taking the time. And we hope you have a great meeting, Tara. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Take Bye-bye. care. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was a, you know, it's really good. I know, I know that she was in a meeting, uh, on her way to a meeting, but just spending that time, um, you know, and some of the things she said, you know, sometimes less is more, Jay. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was definitely good. You know, Jay, so, you know, before we go on, I wanted to talk about the Twitter IPO. <laughs> wow. You got $26 in your pocket? <laughs> well, you, you know, I tell you, well, yeah, I do have $26 million, Jay. You didn't know that? <laughs> well, you can buy 26 million shares. <laughs> That that sounds really, really good. I think I'll do that. <laughs> they will love you. I know. They don't know. I'm wondering how they're going to make that money back, you know, and, you know, what they're going to offer for the people who are investing because, you know, you, you've got to have some kind of advertising. I just hope it doesn't invade us. I, they really, what they you, really did talk a lot. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're going to do because I'm trying to figure out but advertising can't just be the only thing. They're going to have to come out with something tangible. Yeah, something that's going to make a difference because people also don't want their, you know, their Twitter stream, you know, invaded with that. That's that's the whole thing. They don't want that. So it's going to, it's mm. going to be quite interesting. Right. It's going to be quite interesting, you know, to see what happens. But that, um, I'm looking forward. Basically, they said that um, Twitter has a lot of uh, engineers that work there, and they're probably going to have to lay some of these people off because there's so many engineers doing all this new stuff. They're not going to be able to afford um, the engineers and be and not have a, a liable product that's making money. They already make a lot of money in advertisements already, so that actually, it should have been priced. I think more like seventeen or sixteen dollars a share. So I'm just. I'm trying to figure out where they're going to make that up at, that extra money, because uh, I remember Facebook, they went uh, public, and they had some problems early this year. So Twitter, I like uh, you know just as much, and I just hope they don't have that same problem that Facebook had, because you know, these, these uh, Internet companies, they don't really have a lot that they're selling. It's not like a box of Tide or, you know, gas, you know. Not but but you know I also understand and what I what I am beginning to understand just because of what you said, it is because of the amount of people that are on Twitter. I've come to understand not just because of the marketing person that I am, but also because there's a way you know we're using Twitter and we're using it free. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not a premium. It's not a premium model where you use Twitter on one level and then you have to pay for another level. Now they may do that. I doubt it. But the point is that we're at a point where it's important that we have to understand that we do have to have advertising so that they can continue to have us use it free. You know what I mean? Right. You know, when Facebook. Yes, I like Twitter because you can look at all the news at one time and you can see what's trending the most and you can select the right thing instead of having to go through the paper and figure out everything yourself. So there's a lot of good things about Twitter. It's wonderful. But like you said, um, I would like you to accept my Twitter request, MJ. Oh. <laughs> well, I have to get you on that one. <laughs> I know I'm going to get in trouble. Um, but anyway, back, I do. I, I like Twitter a lot. You know, I think it's a great thing for us standing to know. But I don't know if I want to pay, you know, twelve ninety five a month to have a Twitter account. I just don't think. Wait a minute. Is that what I, they're offering? No, I'm just using the price. I'm just using the general price. Well, please don't shoot that like price out there. Pay. We, we don't. We, yeah, please don't shoot that. Yeah, that wouldn't be a good idea. We're we're asking yeah, well, that you really don't shoot that price out there, okay? Right. It, would, well, it, it wouldn't be would nice. Pay, 
I don't think I would pay a subscription for a subscription for a Twitter account. I don't think I would do that. <laughs> Taking back quotes. Well, exactly. Well, Jay, I tell you, um, looking forward and um, the next week, and we got we got amazing things coming up. You may be uh, actually having our show directly from Europe. So look forward, and uh, audience members, thank you again for supporting us. And Jay, you last words to our audience. Okay. Have a wonderful no, day, everyone. That's it, Jay? You don't have any really amazing last words for them? I'm just giving you a hard time, Jay. I have to online. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, next week we'll have some, um, we have some uh, new high-tech testing stuff I want to share with our audience. A couple of little toys. And, uh, oh, yes. Can, well, I won't it. mention it. Yes. I, it, well, we won't say anything. I remember what it is. <laughs> And everyone, Jay and Gail are out. All right, Jay, see you next week. See you next week.